Hello, fellow riders. It's Wednesday, November 2nd, 2016, and this is the ride. Well, good morning. It's been a long, long, long time since we've talked, and a lot has changed since we last spoke. So I don't know, I thought that maybe we should just touch base, you know what I'm saying? A lot has taken place. I think it's probably been about mm, two and a half months since I did a podcast. So if you've been looking forward to those, I apologize. I've been, uh, I don't know, I guess I've been focused on other things, perhaps. My wife and I started making home decor items. So she does a lot of the sewing kind of things, and I do a lot of the building kind of things. We're called Thimblewood Designs, and you can check us out on Facebook. Just look us up uh, as Thimblewood. And we're also on Instagram, Thimblewood Designs at Instagram. Anyway, so a lot of that's been going on. We've been preparing for different uh, shows where we've had some success meeting people and getting some of our wares out there but I thought I should talk to you today because when it comes to our relationship with God the Father it's so important not to become complacent Uh, I'm in a stage in my life right now uh, with my employment that I really need the power of God giving me insight giving me direction closing doors and opening doors And I need to be in tune with the Spirit of God. And I'll admit, you can go through life, and I have, where you're not having to depend on the Lord for your day-to-day so much. And you can get into this mode where, if you're not careful, the enemy can twist things around so bad that you might just start doubting that God is there. Even though you know he's helped you through situations in the past, it's, it's like our enemy is telling us, yeah, 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 but, you know, you kind of, he got you this far maybe, but, but now you're kind of on a good roll. You don't really need him. I mean, what do you need him for? He's just the rule guy. He's just the one who tells you what you can't do. But that's backwards thinking. Of course it's backwards. It's from our enemy. And what we probably at that moment what we're probably doing is we're failing to remember that the life of God is real life and it's what brings you joy and happiness in your life and yes there are things that we ought to avoid I was listening to I think first Peter I don't know two or four somewhere in there and we're reminded that there are things that we need to avoid we need to remain pure But as we do that, it glorifies God and causes us to have steps that are secure and sound. And you know, I've been through different phases in my life where I seriously didn't have a solid bit of ground to walk on. And it's miserable when you don't know, you don't know where your faith rests. It's miserable. The beautiful thing is you can have faith in God, you don't understand how your faith rests in your maker. You know, it's not like I see him in front of me and yes, I see him and I can put my faith in him. 
my trust in him. But no, it's more like I don't see him and that's why I can put my faith in him. It's kind of backwards thinking and it goes against what the world wants to sell you. The world wants to sell you image as though what you see is dependable and what you can depend on. Anyone tell me what the Kardashians have done? Why is the image of, of that family, why is that image, does it, does it, I mean, why is it that you even know the name? What did they do? I don't know. They're just an image. They've been placed before us as an idol, really, is what it is. So, in our culture, we have all these idols. We, we basically worship at the altar of these idols. And we grab the National Enquirer, and we grab the People magazine to find out what our idols have done now. We do that with our political figures. We expect them to be perfect. And we love it when they're not, because we can just do the digs at our political leaders. Of course, we would be doing the digs to the side that we don't support. And then, you know, glossing over the, the faux pas of the, of the candidate that we've selected. So what are we talking about today? Well, I don't know. I'm just kind of ranting. It's been a little while. I feel a little rusty. Of course, this is Rusty James. Perhaps what we need to talk about today is just having this reminder that God is there. And even though there's times in our lives where he feels like he's silent, and you know what? I think he kind of feels that way when we're not listening. Because, you know, I've been listening to Stephen Furtick. I like that guy, by the way. If you've never... Uh, Elevation Church. Check him out online. I mean, he's got a different style of preaching, but I really, um, for the most part, I can get into it. But, you know, as I'm going through this phase in my life, I guess you could call it, uh, I realize I need to depend on the Lord God. You know, the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The one who's going to take care of me and my family. That scripture in First Peter was talking about remaining pure so that God can be glorified. But it's also so that we can, I don't know, be unhindered in being able to hear from God. Isn't it true if you're, um, you know, let's just pretend that there's a little story of a little kid who's finds out where mom's got the cookie jar and he decides he's going to steal some cookies. And then mom finds out that some cookies are missing and she's trying to figure out, well, what's going on? And she puts two and two together and confronts the little thief now, Jimmy, have you been taking cookies from the cookie jar? Now, what do you suppose Jimmy's thoughts are right at that moment? I mean, put yourself in little Jimmy's shoes or little Janie's shoes. You've been getting something you shouldn't have been getting. 
and you kind of know it. You, you, you might be young, but you know that there's some kind of thing that maybe was wrong. You maybe not, you don't maybe know everything about why it was wrong, but somehow you know, somehow in your spirit, in your soul, in your nature, you know something you did was wrong. And how is it that you're feeling? Now you're being confronted by an authority figure. What do you feel at that very moment of being caught? Do you feel ashamed? You might. Do you feel angry? You might. Angry at yourself for being caught, but if your little kid doesn't know the feelings too well, you might be angry at that authority figure. Because you're immature. You might be angry at the authority figure because if they hadn't caught you, then you wouldn't have to pay a penalty, a price. And at this point, you don't even know what the price is. You just know you've been caught. So you might be full of anger, shame. You might be very defensive, trying to make up a lie to cover the mistake you did. You might not even think of it as a mistake. You might know it's wrong, but you might want to believe that, well, wrong is okay. Other people do wrong things, so maybe it's okay for me. Maybe you try to cover up, cover it up and declare that, well, it wasn't wrong. I did what I wanted to do. There's that spirit in the world today. I will do what I want to do. And no authority figure is going to tell me what's what. Well, God has laid out some rules. And they're good rules. And they're rules that are universal. They make sense. If you're like Jimmy or Janie, and you've done the wrong things, and you have impure motives or impure actions... What it can do is it can cause you to not hear that authority figure. You might be angry at that authority figure. You might be ashamed and and don't want to even look at the authority figure because, you know, they caught you. Can I tell you something? We've all made mistakes. We've all come short of the glory of God. We've all done that. So the shame part shouldn't be an issue. We know that we've made mistakes. We know that we have an inherent nature within us to break the rules. And God wants to give us a new nature. If you are a Christian today, you have that new nature. But what's the word say that we need to crucify daily our deeds? Something like that. We have to change our mindset You know, sometimes I would get upset that, you know, why do I have to keep getting preached at to learn what I should be doing? You'd think that if, if, uh, if this was real, I shouldn't have to be continually reminded to live right. I think what really is going on here is that we are broken. Naturally, we are broken. We're, we're flawed. And God made a way to show us the truth. 
And he has made us a new creation, a new creature, when we accept him into our life. But our mind has to be renewed. And that's a, that takes a while. I think uh, when I had my mind fully renewed and I was perfect... Oh, wait, I didn't get there yet. No one got there yet. Only Christ got there. So that takes some pressure off, doesn't it? Somewhat. But what it does, it makes me want to... Now that I know that, you know, I've got some grace on me because I'm not perfect. Now I've got some grace. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. That being ashamed, that ashamed part of stealing the cookie, that doesn't have to be there. I can say, okay, yeah, you caught me red-handed. I'm sorry. And then our decision to be angry or not at that father of authority, it would do you good to not be angry. What good is being angry when it comes to this? We're allowed to be angry for other things. You know, you can be angry at sin and the effects of sin. You can be angry and and it causes you to do something about it and feed the hungry and whatnot. But in this case, being angry at God for being the one to show you where you might have missed it, being angry doesn't do you any good. I think being angry is kind of like saying, I'm upset that I have to live this way that you're saying I have to live. It makes me mad that I have to live this way when it's really hard to crucify my flesh. It's really hard to not cave in and do what everybody else is doing. It's really hard. God knows it's hard. But if you're you're angry at him, he can't really partner with you and help you because he does have everything you need so that you can walk through this life successfully, victoriously, and be able to live pure in those areas that are difficult right now. He wants to partner with you. Now, he, you need to know, he is God Almighty. So he's, you know, Christ is like, we can picture Christ like the brother. He's fully God, no question. But when it comes to the person of Jesus Christ, we can look at him as though he's a brother. I mean, he is a brother in the sense that he was man as well as God, but he came as man. So he's like our brother. And God the Father is authority. And we can treat him like Abba Father. Abba, you know, we love our Father. We crawl into his lap, but he is still authority. But he's the best authority there is, if you think about it, because he wants your best. In fact, he's seen what's potentially your life success. He's seen it. And when I am going through what I'm going through, I have to remember that I can see things like God sees things. I can see my success. And I believe that you can see your success too. It might be in with spiritual eyes. You might not see it like you see it physically. But just like we talked earlier about faith, you don't have to see it like you see an idol, just an image. But you can see it with spiritual eyes, with eyes that can really see 
the reality of your situation, which is God loves you, He cares for you, and He will meet your needs. He will. Okay, I gotta go. I'm at my destination. So you stay in that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And you know what? I can see your victory too. I can see your victory. Start looking in the word for those victory uh, statements, statements of promise. Be doing that and let me know how things turn out because you know what? Every day is a new adventure. That's what they say, right? Every day is a new adventure. So I am looking forward to my days ahead. I'm looking forward to them. I don't know what they hold, but I'm looking forward to them. And I think you should too. When you're holding the hand of God Almighty, I don't think you can find a better place to to be. So I want you to do that, okay? Tell me that you'll do that, that you'll hold his hand, trust in him, and look with anticipation toward that next day, toward that next year. You know, he has good things for you. And he won't leave you. He won't forsake you. Like I said before, you stay in those promises of the Word of God. And you meditate on those daily, hourly if you have to. You do that and we'll get to where we need to go. All right? And I will see you on the flip.